Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another riveting edition of Fantastic Mr. Fox Minute, the only show on the internet that discusses a movie one minute at a time, if that movie is the 2009 film Fantastic Mr. Fox, directed by Wes Anderson. I'm Tyler Boudreaux, one of the hosts. And I am Condra Boudreaux. Tother host. 75. Minute 75 is what we're talking. I said Tother. You're not giving me any credit for saying the word Tother. 75, Ty. Okay, well, just going to move on from... The, the fantastic word tother minute 75 begins with spitz jumping and growling and ends with fox um relaying information that information being um i asked him if he thinks we're in for a harsh winner after and, saying it in french yes uh so but, ooh, who is he talking to we'll wait till the second half of the minute to find out it's like episode this episode yes but then the episode is a minute then we're already past our well, we're nearly no, at a minute. No, I'm not. The right episode now. is a minute long, but every episode is a capital M minute. Ah. So every episode of Fantastic Mr. Fox minute. So this is minute seventy five. Is that how that works? Yes. Is that how we've been doing it the last seventy five minutes? Well, I'm just talking about how a category, like how you categorize it. So lowercase m minute seventy five is the one minute of the movie. Uppercase m minute seventy five is the episode of Fantastic Mr. Fox minute seventy five. Which is however long it is, 20 minutes. So we get in this minute the transition from the end of the stunt expo um, and them driving off into. Yeah, it, it cuts right to Pete, or not um, Petey, um, Be- Bogus Bunsen Bean. Yep. Bogus, you know, those names that are very easy to say. Yeah. <laughs> that I could think of. Um, They're standing on that tin roof. In that, or that surrounds the complex. And this is something. So. Bean goes on his radio and is like, eh, Petey, bring a ladder. And it's like, you just saw Petey get attacked by Spitz. You could probably see him lying on the ground, presumably, because, you know, he was just attacked by a rabid dog. Yeah. Why would well, you be the, like, the, I'm going to just Bean call my isn't ladder. a considerate person. We know this. Yeah. I, and I guess it's just like, I guess this like increases our awareness of how like awful he is. Although if, it did happen very, like, the whole PD getting knocked over happened very quickly, and, like, the initial viewer might not have noticed. Like, I think it helped that it was well, the end of a minute that we were watching, and we were like, oh, hey, PD got knocked over. Yeah. Well, it's just a joke, like, hey, bring us a ladder. Like, I think that the more nitpicky thing would be, like, well, a ladder's not going to help. There's still a rabid dog right there. <laughs> like, take care of the dog first. Don't shoot the dog, though. No. Although, rabid dog, I mean, that's... We've talked about well, this it. Well, it was already rabid, and there's They've been trying a to medication treat it. for yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Phenomoxocarbobutal. Wow, throwback. Throwback. I was t- I was telling a friend about this podcast, and he like hadn't he hadn't heard of it, and he like so he like pulled it up on his computer, and he was like, "What's Phenomoxocarbobutal?" And I was like, oh, "It's just a title of an episode. It's you don't don't worry about it." <laughs> Interesting, though, that that's, like, one of the ones that comes up. Yeah. Clearly, we're iconic for our very complicated titles. Oh, yes. Well, that that's definitely one of the, the better titles we've had. So, they're standing on this tin roof, and then it kind Although of just, I like... Although, I liked last week's was running on a dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, they transition from this... Them, there's, like, another beat after Bean radios. And then it cuts again... To the critters underground, um, back yes. at like Command Hub HQ. 
<laughs> I really like Command Hub HQ. It's like three things all together in one. Well, Command Hub's like a thing, and then HQ's a thing. All right. Uh, um, so we see kind of see Rabbit climbing down a ladder, and then we see everyone else kind of down there. And Phil is on. We see Phil with Phil the Mole's back to us with the tin can on his ear. Yeah. And he is apparently really impressive with uh, Cannon String. Oh, yeah. Because he intercepts a high-frequency ra- high radio signal with his tin can. Yes. Um, he literally says that. He says, stand by. I just intercepted a high-frequency radio signal with a can. And I think they're on their way home. Um, this being another example of, like, the... Uh, surrealist surrealism of like the, the stunt ramp be like okay we know that he's not yeah. actually capable of doing that but for the purposes of the movie it's just a funny joke i have like this association with standby and like very much in the similar connotation and i don't know if it's like from a let's play that i've watched or like tv show or it's like a star wars or is it star trek oh yeah they say that a lot in star trek but the way Phil says it, there's, like, that very similar connotation, even the similar, like, voice. Well, it's like a, it's like a radio thing where you'd be like, stand by. Yeah, no, I know, but, the, like, there's a very specific one playing in my head right now, and right. I don't know well, who it is, and it's fresh. I wish I was in your head, except I don't wish I was in your head. No, I don't wish I was in my head. So, the, there was something interesting or I found a little perplexing about this. So Phil's like, they're on their way home. And the animals, or the critters, like, move very excitedly. And, like, Rabbit does this weird, like, cactus juice dance. Like, and then there's, like, some clapping and, like, lots of, like, bouncy and that kind of stuff. But the vocals cheering is not as, like... It's it's like half-hearted cheering. It like lasts it lasts like a half second too long. It's very apparent in Meryl Streep's vocal track, where you hear her go like "Yay, woohoo!" and then there's like a "woo," <laughs> and then like the last little "woo" is just like kind of unenthusiastic. Yeah, it and that might be part of it. It's just like the voices do not match the enthusiasm level that the image shows, and it is that we. I don't think I've noticed anything really like that before in the rest of the movie. Where the audio doesn't match the visual. I don't visual. think it doesn't match. I just think it's kind of like like that half second too long where it's like, oh. And it's also it's just kind of a throwaway shot where it's like, okay, we're giving ourselves some time to breathe. Let's cut back to the critters to make sure everyone's like alive and aware of what's going on. I guess that is really what that this shot is for. is just to be like, hey, there were no casualties despite... <laughs> Lots of gunfire and explosions and that kind of stuff. When we see like uh, like Badger and someone else like under a like under a blanket or a towel like shock, shivering shock blanket. Yeah, so um, that's not ideal. No, but they are seemingly unharmed. No, yeah, everyone's like okay. physically unharmed. Mentally, yeah. we have no idea. Yes, we don't know their stability. We don't, we don't know the trauma level based on getting shot at. Yeah, by ninety-two snipers. It it is funny though, like how all of their reactions are different. It's like the dancing earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, they they give individuality to all these critters when they really don't have to. Well, yeah, that's just more like more of the work. Like like they didn't have to have a shot of like all eighteen critters jumping and dancing. They could have just had a shot of Phil the Mole saying, "And they're okay," and then like cut back to yeah. Fox and 
thing yeah. on the motorcycle. But they do what they do what needs to be done to make the the movie work. Stop motion animation is never an is never apparently an obstacle for the filmmakers. Mm-hmm. They are they're able to do whatever they want to do, or so it seems. Like maybe there was something, maybe they did have a limitation, but it's not apparent to the viewer. Yeah, definitely there. So we get this excitement from the critters and then we move back to the motorcycle and they're they're just kind of chugging along they're going that's what motorcycles sound like no (laughs) wait there's another bird in here it's a different bird this time so oh but this bird's not talking okay no it was a one-time bird oh one time each episode you'll get a From now on, this is kind of late in the game to start a running gag, Condra. You know, who knows? It's okay. We still got 12 episodes after this. Yeah. So they're like driving along and the- I like the little head bob you did when you said that. (laughs) Well, I'm trying to like, the music's still kind of going. It's calmed down a lot since the previous- Is there any music when they're just driving? I don't think there is. Maybe not. Well, in this minute, we get a change from the Bogus Bunsen Bean like that we've been hearing to a whole new track on the soundtrack. And I didn't realize until I was looking at the soundtrack for this episode that last several episodes the whole last few minutes have, have been kind of the the whole Bogus Bunsen Bean theme and the had their the own music. Yeah, they had their own track. They were different than the other Bogus Bunsen Bean, and that one was called Stone Expo 2004. Where this track that comes in very suddenly after. A pretty good gag in the movie, I would say, is um, it's called Conus Lupus. So spoilers yes. to the rest of the episode. Yeah, so um, they're driving along, and uh, Kylie does a little double take, which I'm doing, but you can't see it because it's a non-visual medium. And he turns around and he says to everyone else, "Don't turn around." And what does everybody do? They turn around. Wow! Even though Kylie specifically told them not to. No one listens to Kylie. Is that like a? That's always been, like, a pet peeve of mine. When someone's in, like, a film or TV show is like, don't turn around, and they always do it. Yeah. I mean, I think that goes back to, like, ancient Greece with um, Orpheus and Eurydice. Eurydice? I don't think... (laughs) That's not (laughs) what they're doing. There's not, like, a Three Stooges... Like, it's not, like, when the, like, a cheap vaudeville, like... Don't turn around. It's not being like, oh, yes, because if you turn around, your wife will stay dead forever. But I think, like, it it, it has been something that has been in people's existence for... The I concept don't... of not turning around? No, but, like, being told in temptation and, like, curiosity and, like, okay, human so the, nature. the inevitability of when you sell someone not to turn around, they're going to turn around. Correct. I think the thing that sticks out to me more is the fact that the person saying don't turn around is actually saying turn around. Oh. Or, or like, or like turn if around. If you turn around, you might, not like, see, uh, yeah. you might not like what you see, but it's important that you do see it. Yeah. I think something with this that gets me, though, is when Kylie turns around and is, like, shocked by something. Maybe something we'll talk about a little later in this episode. It's a wolf, guys. It's they a, say wolf. Yeah, it's a, they see a wolf. But, like, they turn around, but it's to the side of them. Like, yeah. where? This so, makes yeah. no sense. So they're driving along the road. They all turn around to look behind them. And then when they stop the motorcycle, the wolf is on the side of them, like, on a ledge to the side. 
You're right. It doesn't make sense. Unless the wolf was following them. And then when they stopped, the wolf got spooked. And ran all all the way over there. But, I don't know. Something about that still doesn't sit right with me. This is another one of those things that you only really notice when you're watching it one minute at a time. Oh, yeah. Uh, But I do think it's funny because... We, the audience, are sitting behind the motorcycle as they're driving along. We, the audience, in order to form a more perfect film, demand the Snyder Cut. (laughs) No! (laughs) It doesn't exist, people. Get over it. Oh, now we're going to get all the DC fans mad at us. I don't care. I don't like the DC movies other than Wonder Woman, so they can fight me anyways. I'm a Marvel fan. Oh. Are you a Marvel shill? Are you shilling for Marvel? Does Disney pay you so that you'll say praiseworthy things? God, I wish Disney paid me me because I spend enough of my money (laughs) on Disney. (laughs) Uh, No, what I was going to say was... You not heard the word shill before? No. Maybe I've read it, but never, like, heard it aloud. If you call someone a shill, that means they're, like, just getting paid to say nice things. Oh. People accuse, like, critics on the internet of being Marvel shills or Disney shills. I mean, for Disney, obvious reasons. Disney owns half the world at this point, so, yes. you know, we're fine. They're an evil corporation bent on world domination that treats their workers really poorly and abuses copyrights and land-buying things. So Toy Story 4 comes out next week. Yeah, I'm still going to go see that, though. <laughs> what are we? We're trash. This is what we are. But getting back to Minute 75, we have... So we, the audience, are behind them and Kylie and then everyone else on the motorcycle turn around to look at us. And I think it's that really interesting, like, it's almost fourth wall, like, are we the wolf, like, that people, like, that they're inevitably scared of? I'm definitely hungry like the wolf. You've been making this joke the entire time we were prepping for this. I was just singing the song. It wasn't even a joke. I was just singing the song. Um, but are humans now on that level of wolf where, like, Fox has a phobia of them because of the intense treatment and trauma that he's underwent the last 73 minutes of this film, that can we equate something surprising and potentially harmful to them, but also, like, potentially respect... Like, there's a lot of mystery going on with this wolf that they encounter, and at the same time, they could see another human and be like, are you going to try and kill me or are you going to just observe me and we'll observe each other? I got too meta, I think. No. <laughs> I was just, I was letting you finish your, your sentence, but I was just thinking the whole time I was thinking, no, no, not at all. <laughs> it could be, though. Like, they're, like... I think the trick of, like, having a person on camera look at something surprising but the thing they're looking at is the audience is comp probably common enough because it because that means the audience still can't see it and we're focused on that person's reaction and then we learn what they're seeing afterwards i the only reason i like draw that parallel comparison kind of thing is they're turning around does not actually like perspective wise would not make them look at the wolf yeah. Which is why I draw that potential connection. Not to say that it's actually not in the film. Like, they never are like, oh, it's the audience. Like, more humans. <laughs> it's not like they're breaking the fourth wall it's or It's not anything. a Disney ride. No, or is it the Muppet movie? Like, but 
it still comes across as potential. Like, in thinking about this very odd shot in the film, like, it is very Wes Anderson funny and, like, symmetrical and it's got that, like, quippy line and the funny delivery and the sudden turnarounds and, like, it has all of his normal elements, but there's something different about it in that it doesn't line up with his normal straight lines kind of thing. I just think it's because the line wouldn't work if it was like, don't turn your head 90 degrees to the right. And then they all... He could have said something like, don't look over there or something like that instead of don't turn but around. then be like, over where? Well, if his head is... See, if you're like, wait, what are you talking about? And notice their head is turned to the right, you're going to automatically turn your head and be like, oh, what are you looking at? I don't know. I think like the kind of filmmaking trope of like seeing a shocked face of, so- of someone looking at something is just kind of common enough. No, but it... I I understand trying to make logic out of something that is like a continuity error. I I, I do support this. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> so then, yes. So there's this wolf up on a ledge, and uh, we don't really get to see the wolf up close. No, it is. Well, we get kind it's of like s- a medium shot, and it's, then it's we silhouetted. Zoom out more well i think it doesn't help that it is a very dark creature yes well and also there's like snowy mountains behind it yeah and it magically it, like... is winter in yes. where he is yes it's like narnia yes exactly i was thinking it might be a dire wolf from game of thrones so it's a special wolf that's bigger than other wolves oh like um fen what is his name the norse mythology Fenor. fenrir I, I can see the word Fenrir Greyback from Harry Fenrir. Potter. So it's Fenrir then. Okay. Um, because um, so, he's also an oversized wolf. So maybe the maybe if Mr. Fox had spoken Old Norse to it, yeah, the wolf Nordic. would have responded. Nordic. Yeah, that um, would have been interesting. So there's this wolf. We kind of see it silhouetted up against the background, and then we get we do get a shot where we're like behind it, looking at Fox and friends, and but we kind of. <laughs> <laughs> the new Saturday morning cartoon. Also, that's just like the name of the daytime show on Fox News. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I like that less. Um, I do like little kids show, though. I, so we so we kind of see that like the back of the wolf's head looking at mm-hmm. the fox. And that's where you can see a little more detail to it. But you still can't see much. And the the, the fox is definitely more like animalistic. It's standing on all fours. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the proportions of its legs are like normal, more normal looking. Yeah, I actually a have, little exaggerated. Yeah, I have some concepts and then some uh, models and an actual puppet or the sculpture of the puppet in the book. And they were originally going for something that seemed to be a little more realistic, where it was a little thicker. Um, and what they ended up going with is this very well, scraggly. Stylized. Well, no, it is stylized, and it can it stays in that thing, but it is still like really thin and scraggly, and like it's got anime legs, basically. Yeah. Like the legs are stick thin. Uh, its head is a little more like coned than the squareness of a normal wolf. Yeah. So it definitely does have some stylized features to it that make it different than what you would, like the original concepts for this thing were very, very like, oh, that's a wolf. Not to say this isn't. I feel like this is more what I would have imagined the Grimm from Harry Potter looked like. 
than just like a regular dog. A black dog. Yeah, like a regular black dog. Yeah. So Fox, what what does he say in English to him? He's like, uh, what are you doing here? What are you doing? Uh, well, he sa- he's like, why is why is he here? Why are you here? And then he takes his mask. He like says to himself, why is he here? And then takes his mask off and his goggles and then shouts, why are you here? Which is interesting. It's like, was the mask restricting his mouth movement so he couldn't have yelled without? Well, maybe he wanted to show his face and like, yeah, be be straight up with his wolf. Yeah, and then. Famously, like the, the the joke here, well, he he refers back to his Latin knowledge, where he po- so he points at the wolf, says "Canis lupus," points at himself, says "Vulpus vulpus," and then he turns to his gang and is like, "I guess he doesn't speak English or Latin," and it's like, "What? You said the name of like that's not really speaking Latin in any yeah. applicable way." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like he said like greetings or anything like worth Solway. <laughs> <laughs> what up that would have been funny if he said Solway. that would have been wicked funny um although so it yeah is- it's kind of this this throwback to fox being like the quote-unquote fantastic mr fox where he knows all these languages and stuff and then he and just, then he like, speaks breaks french. Out the french yeah and when he's speaking french he moves his hand like this and it's really funny tyler's doing the like italian two-finger meatball like when you get the stereotypical Italian chef in like movies and stuff that do like the two finger with the thumb like pinch, or if you turn it the other way, it's like no in sign language. You're holding an orange peel. What is it? It's like toilet paper claw. It's that's from Bridesmaids. I this think. is very uninteresting to the listeners right now. No, I know. <laughs> I think that's from Bridesmaids. Though. Okay, so he says that. I think we can get more into like the meaning of like what's the wolf. Yeah. In, in the movie, next minute. Now it's just kind of the the joke about the speaking the languages. Yeah, and then and the, the music, music kicks is in. Lupus, which yeah, is that, this vocal choir it's track. Beautiful. It's like a single voice holding these notes for really prolonged periods of time, and it's very high pitched, but it's not like ear piercing or anything. And it's like very that. very peaceful and like introspective, kind of like spooky too. Yeah. All right, we'll call it there because like we're yeah, going long. No, um, I'm. That standby is still bothering me. Stand by me. No. Not that one? No. Okay. So, that was minute 75. Next time will be minute 76, in which we'll talk about this Wolfie McWolf Wolf more. Don't don't make fun of Remus Lupin because his name is Wolf Wolf. Um, so, yes. <laughs> Join us next time. Um, if you want to follow us on the Twitter, at Amateur Nerds is the show page, and my personal page is at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. Email us at AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. Rate, review, subscribe on whatever podcatcher you're listening to right now. And join us next time. I've been Tyler Boudreaux. I've been Condra. And we hope you have a wonderful day. Fantastic day.